0: Welcome to another episode of the Average African Kid Podcast. It's your host, Toya Reisunar. And today is actually a really special episode right now. So we have a guest. Ooh, yes, our first guest on the podcast. (laughs) Today's topic is actually pretty deep and pretty interesting and one that's dear to our hearts. We have Oshoze Kadiri. Her fans call her Z. Um, she finished the a Bachelor's of Science in Biological Sciences and a minor in Fine Arts at Drexel University. And she went on to get her Master's in Public Health with a concentration in Maternal and Child her- Health at George Washington University. So um, her big drive for public health is that she said her desire to see a total transformation and reform in the way healthcare is approached in her in Nigeria. So, without further ado, let's welcome to the podcast Oshose Kadiri. Welcome. Hi hi. Hey, how are you thank doing you, today?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. And yourself?
0: Oh, doing good today. I've been looking forward to right. this for a while.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're finally Thanks. here. Um... Yeah, we've been talking about this um, previously, but we never thought about putting it into a podcast. But after a while, it just clicked like, hey, all these topics that we have um, talked about before now, why don't we just put it in in a form where other people can hear them and possibly can help bring about a change eventually.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm so glad you said yes too. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So I have to ask you now, what, what got you interested in public health so far? Um,
1: so when I started um, my undergrad, I think, like, most Nigerians
2: mm-hmm.
1: can also, like, they can resonate with this story. But I wanted to go to med school and be a doctor.
2: Okay. that was all
1: I I just wanted to go to med school and be a doctor. But that was but the truth was as i was going through my undergrad i realized that i actually liked healthcare. care mm-hmm. i liked um working with communities but i didn't know how else i could do that
2: mm.
1: without being a physician and then i found public health and it just embodied everything i wanted to do um more community-based medicine versus it being like just as individualized as um, clinical settings can be um you got to like create like innovative programs solutions work with communities which is something I have always wanted to do so that was how I kind of switched from being pre-med to public health
0: Hmm. that's actually that's actually very cool so I guess I should start with this blanket question of what is public health basically.
1: Okay, so I like to there's so many like ways you could describe public health, but I like to think of it as just a discipline that focuses on ev- science and also evidence-based methods of protecting and improving lives of an individual and specifically the community as a whole. And most of the solutions are usually innovative, culturally competent, and they include um, ways to promote healthy lifestyles, researching disease and injury prevention, preservation of quality of life, detecting, preventing, tracking, and um, providing responses to infectious diseases. And yeah, they also like focus on, a lot of it focuses on health equity, reducing health disparities, and um, just making sure that a community as a whole is healthy. Hmm. Okay,
0: okay. So I have to start here. You spent um, quite a bit of time in the United States. About how many years was that? Um, about seven years this year so with those seven years you spent there and coming back into this the system of public health what what did you observe what was like you had a different perspective what how was that change when you came back home?
1: Um, I think I started to no- to notice things that were supposed to be working but we're not working a lot mm, more interesting like. Yeah, so it was very funny, like one thing I, so my focus on child health and just things that every child should have for proper, just to grow up properly and just to be healthy, especially like in school settings, home settings. And one of it was to have, always have every school institution that a child attends should have um, a source and children should have access to a source of running clean water hmm, okay so it was so funny because I some I met my cousin my like, small cousin was like, like seven He was telling me about his school and I found myself asking him where the source of clean running water was <laughs> and just like <laughs> checking all these small things I yeah. feel like I never really thought of before so I mm-hmm. just started observing more and just like being more critical of systems that yeah. I feel like I've been I had been taught that I was supposed to work. So what was
0: to do. what was his response? Your small cousin.
1: He said they did not have one, and I almost went to his school the next day to <laughs> <laughs> so query <clearly> everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> looking back now, like you saying clean water initially, I'm like, oh yeah, we should all have clean water. But looking back, yeah, I don't think <laughs> there's a viable source of clean water. Yeah, yeah my school actually, where I went to. I think the only source I know of is, like, you have to go and buy, like, a sachet of water or something. But there is no See, flowing water that you would like to drink in any yeah. way yeah <laughs> That you would like to drink in <laughs> <See>, the operative
1: <opposite. laughs>
0: <laughs> And that's actually a problem that we don't know is a problem. So, like, problems exactly. hidden under the surface.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when you come to the issue of people having water at all, like, that's a whole different ballgame cool. entirely, too.
1: Exactly. That's just another issue. And, yeah. So, and I also learned, like, I found out, I started operating using um, the development goals, like okay. the sustainable development goals that they set, like, every four years that communities to this. Just any health system is supposed to use those as metrics okay. for what they want to achieve and just the standard. Okay. And I found out just... Throughout my program, every time they wanted to give an example of a system that wasn't working or the forest <laughs> metrics, it was always Nigeria. Wow. And it was just it was like, Always. Wow. And I remember feeling so embarrassed. Like, this cannot, <laughs> like, they are using us for examples, That's they're using us to teach about what not to do. And I felt like the amount of potential Nigeria has mm-hmm. to set these standards to follow through yes we can do it I, gen- I genuinely feel like we can and aside from that it's just this source of access to clean water even access to health care these are things i honestly believe are rights yes. of citizens and individuals yes. and for the fact for, for me for the fact that these things are just abused or dismissed is a huge violation for me and I, I don't feel comfortable with it at all. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I became so interested in how can we make a system that works, how can we make a system that protects the citizens and offers actual help to them.
2: Huh.
1: Okay. So I just ended up seeing more things as I was coming back, like taking notes of, okay, this is not working, this is not working, this has to work like this, just things like that.
0: Yes. So I guess we have to address the elephants in the room or in the world or <laughs> the the giant that disturbs our very lives right now, COVID-19. So what has been, what have your thoughts been on how Nigeria has handled COVID-19? I just, this
1: is like <laughs> a multi, I mean, you talked about it before. It's yes. just like a multi faceted problem for me. Yeah. I understand why the problems we have are here, mm-hmm. but I think just coming face to face with the fact that this, like something as simple as convincing somebody that a black person mm-hmm. or rather an African mm-hmm. can get COVID mm-hmm. and this is not a Western thing. Yeah. It's almost like, how do you, how do you have this conversation? How do you convince someone who is seemingly educated <laughs> and well founded that this is, this is situation on ground, like, encourage all... or oh, don't say force, but aggressively nudge them to yes. believe you. Yeah, let's talk because about that. This is for... not something.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that for uh-huh. a few seconds. Um, during, I remember earlier on when the pandemic just started off, my dad and I, we went to go buy some fruits because we would just drive like 20, 20, 20 30 minutes away. We, we had like a good fruit depot. And we'll go to the women that sell fruit. And like, we, so we asked them, so where, where's your mask? Why are you not wearing your mask? Of course, we're speaking in pidgin English because that's what they, they understand. Ah, ah, coronavirus is not dead. No, no, no coronavirus. We're like, what do you mean there's no coronavirus? We're like, ah, my pastor said coronavirus will not affect anybody. Oh,
2: we just no. looked at each other. We were just <laughs> smiling.
0: <laughs> we're like, um. So we got into like a small, very little debate because I didn't really, I couldn't really get into a debate with them. Because that's just pointless. Because whatever yeah. someone believes, they believe. um So we're asking them. So what? How do you know coronavirus doesn't exist? And they were like, Ah, oh, he no exists. So you mean say God go allow something like coronavirus go come? I was like, What is to say that God didn't allow coronavirus to come? And they were like, Are you <laughs> trying to tell me that God is the one that caused coronavirus? I'm like, I don't know the answer to that question. And she was like, Eh. Yeah. It was a really interesting conversation that. All we could do, my like dad and I could do, was just laugh. We could just laugh and laugh and laugh, but yeah, it's mm. it's interesting.
1: I think it's also like just what you're saying. It's it's like if there, I've seen variations of the people just act, just believing or forcing themselves to believe that something this bad. Mm-hmm. Based on their faith, it can't happen. Meanwhile, yes. well. yes. there are so many instances in the Bible where God allowed different things to happen at different times for different reasons, like yes. negative things people to his people,
2: yeah.
1: to his followers. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing when I some people just live in denial like that. that there, so I saw someone said that someone said that they're Christian, and so coronavirus cannot be real
0: that's a yes that's actually a problem
1: i don't don't know how to dissect this statement or even engage in any form of uh, conversation about this
0: yeah i believe that the way religion and and the way i'll say christianity because christianity is a broad term because almost half of nigeria is a christian including the Mm -hmm. the people that steal money at all levels (laughs) and those who cheat on exams from all levels up so it's like when we say things like, oh, yeah, God is going to protect me from coronavirus, it's like, it's a, I don't know. I don't know where this, I mean, I know where this dogma came from. I know where it all started. But still, like, this prosperity teaching that, oh, yeah, if you are mm-hmm. you serve God, then all of a sudden all your problems disappear, then there's no need to worry about anything whatsoever because everything will be smooth in your life from now on. hmm And
1: I think there's also, like, a conflation with, Christianity, religiosity, and like culture and social norms—they hmm. conflate everything. There's yeah. no separation,
2: yeah which is
1: why someone can give some anecdotal evidence from something that's cultural for them, but then equate it to Christianity. And I'm just like, you—there's no, there is no correlation between these two things.
2: Give
0: us but an
1: example. They're so. Um, let me think of one. Oh, have I heard recently that's, oh, yes. So how, just the sentiment towards mental health.
0: Okay.
1: Like how people say a Christian cannot suffer from any form of mental health issue just mm. because that's just not how Christianity works. That's interesting. Meanwhile, sentiment against mental health. Like I've heard some people just, okay, why do you think so? All of it comes from just the social norm and just, how culturally mm-hmm. mental health is perceived yes but somehow that has translated into as a christian you cannot seek help for mental health mm-hmm. you cannot even have mental health issues or if you do it's just not acknowledged and
0: yeah i see that's, that's
1: for me more yeah. of a cultural thing than a religious thing because i do think christians can have mental health issues i just don't think it is it's not something to be ashamed of. I don't think it's. It's almost like if you have this, then you feel some test of faith, and <laughs> yeah. that is your.
0: Punishment. Yeah. Like
1: mental health is a punishment for feeling a test of faith,
0: almost. Yeah, I had some friends who are doing work like this right now in San Antonio on mental health. They're trying to like bring this culture back in, like where mental health is not conceived as something that you cause, like the, like oh it's your fault or something like that. But we have to realize that like in home Nigeria and other countries around the world, Africa, wherever you may be, the mental health is is a reality that it doesn't it doesn't have to be like, oh thou sinned or this is your fault or your father's father did this and therefore you're having this result. So it's like it's a it's a spiritual thing. It actually could actually is a mental thing like a, a health thing. I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't be the other, but let's not get into those conversations. But the reality (laughs) is that mental health is real. And the way we treat mental health in Nigeria and around Africa and around the world. okay let me just stick with Nigeria, because if you're farther away, you might disagree with me on this. But the way we treat it is like, okay, I am this. I'm a Christian. I am wherever I am. I don't believe that mental health will ever affect me or anyone in my family because what's the because why do you why why do we say that
1: i think it's almost like when you um as we said it's almost like prosperity Mm -hmm. um the prosperity doctrine Mm -hmm. where it comes from that as long as you do like almost like um you are religious Mm -hmm. then bad things will happen to you yeah. And you are that bad things can happen to you mm-hmm. despite that. Or I don't, no, I don't even know despite is the word. In yeah. I think in spite of that, yeah. I think that's a better word. And I you think know, then.
0: It, keep going, keep going.
1: It almost destroys, it's like the foundation of their faith is mm-hmm shaking to the core, and some people cannot deal with that. Hmm. So instead of rather adjusting how they do some certain parts of, or just some certain interactions with their um, work in faith, or just their journey in Christianity, they rather not revisit those or just expand how they see it, and they rather stick with it. Yeah. So it's easier for them not to not to
0: almost come to terms with what mental health is yeah and for those of you out there are on the other end of the spectrum i am not discounting the fact that there might be some spiritual components at some point in some particular cases but we're talking about the full broad picture how in nigeria and around the world that we just throw mental health off the cliff like it's something that is like a bad child that we need to get rid of and like talking about myself for a few seconds I had to see a psychologist after all that happened in the hospital because I was a dad. I was in the midst of a really ooh, a really trying time. A really, really trying time. Which I don't think I want to mm-hmm. recount some of those experiences in the hospital, but something I needed to see someone for just to help me walk through the process of healing a bit better. Yes, I talked to family members and talked to friends who helped me heal, prayed for me and everything, but Something about having someone who's specific in a particular field, a psychologist who, whose whole career is, is, is around, the, around the theme of helping people walk through pain or tragedy in some way or the other. I think that's very useful for us to imbibe as a, as a people.
1: Yeah. And they ask, I think there's also this dimension of them at knowing what to ask, yes. knowing how to approach, knowing how to just respond. Because sometimes we don't know how to respond. Yes. To difficult situations,
0: yes,
1: they tend to say like say what they think you you need to hear rather mm-hmm. than say what they say what they want rather than what you actually need at that point. They don't actually think of what does this person need. It's almost oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. You don't think about it, mm-hmm. and th- that doesn't help. Like this is the examples of what I'm trying to do. I'm actually trying to process. All these emotions, so I can come out at the other end. Like, suppressing things doesn't help anything. And that's, yes. I feel like, is one thing Nigerians are very good at suppress, <laughs> suppressing. Suppress,
0: supp- yes. <laughs> and, suppress. and this is like a perfect segue to that because um, Titanium, my brother, he just started a podcast.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So, the very first episode was actually pretty interesting. I cracked up hearing it. So, he titled it The Condolences Commandments. Basically, I like to think of it like mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments of, of Grieving. Basically, it mm-hmm. tells you what to tell people and what not to do when other people are grieving. So, you guys, I'm going to put a link in the description below. You have to listen to that episode. You just have to. You will laugh and you will learn a lot because there's so much that you know and you don't know about grieving that you should probably learn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So, where can we go from here? Like, what, what are you... Oh, first of all, yeah. I you, we talked about um, you talked about something about the government sites in Delta State not working or something. Can you just oh, give us God. that? Yeah, yes. go, tell us that.
1: Just is for me. That's so just the only word I can use <laughs> is despicable. Okay,
0: so what yeah, is tell I, us? I, what what's the story?
1: I decided I like going to just check what is on paper because okay. I feel like we can, we as a company, can see things are not working. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's everywhere, so I decided to just check what the response what kind of information was available to people. Okay. Um, on the government's website, so I went to the Delta State. Um, <laughs> okay. I went to the Delta State um, government website, and it linked me to there was a link for the Ministry of Health. And I kid you not, (laughs) I clicked on the the website for the Ministry of Health of Delta State. Okay. And to nobody's surprise, it was not working.
0: (laughs) In
1: fact, the page just had, it was just white with just one line of just wording that says fatal error. And it basically told me that there was an error in the code for the website. (laughs) Wow. I have so many questions because number one, has this just always been like this? (laughs) Did this start recently? Is this going to be resolved? Who do you even reach out to and say the whole website for the Ministry of Health in the whole state is not working? There's nothing there, which shouldn't surprise me, honestly, because when I was doing a project um, in grad school and I had to, I tried to to link most of my projects and papers to mm. Nigeria. I tried yeah. to like do research on Nigeria, how things work, and just solutions. Yeah. So just looking for information on different systems or projects in Nigeria is difficult because mm. they don't provide... It's not, you won't find it online. Mm. So I went to the website for the Ministry of Works. <laughs> this was the most frustrating thing I've seen in my life. What? The website was in white, the back the backdrop of the website was white the is the words were also in white <laughs> so
2: wow
1: you, the, I, I could not i I was just like who did this and why is this just is it that nobody knows this is how it is so you couldn't read anything wow I had to copy so to read what was on the page I had to copy it and paste it in words to Are see what serious? the words
2: were. Wow.
1: Yeah, so it was so frustrating. Like, the websites don't even work. There was no information because I wanted to see what the states were saying in terms of COVID-19 precautions, Mm -hmm. information. I mean, I doubted anybody was going online to check a website for information. Yes. But it it just showed me the difference because if you're outside Nigeria, the first place you'd go to information would be either the CDC website. Yes um State Department website, you would always go there to get information. Yes. I mean, aside from constant like constant messaging on social media, on the news, everywhere, you would go to their websites. And for the fact that there was just nothing, like even if I wanted to go, I would not get I would I would not get anything. Mm. It's another an example of some of the things like I've been looking at for like how how do things run? How I, how do they work here? Or rather, don't work.
0: So that <laughs> yeah. was... Uh, and that is that is very cool. I think we'll, at the end and descriptions, we'll put a links to these websites. So hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, those problems might have been fixed. And if they are not, maybe this could be a medium to like reach out to those people and hire offices like, hey, this is a big problem. Let's fix it. So hopefully, this episode can be a, a catalyst to help fix our websites and make it... At least yeah. decent for people, yeah. So let's go into like my favorite part of these discussions. Um, you talked about, well, rather your your master's has a focus in mm-hmm. maternal and child health. So I wanted yeah. to talk about that, and in line with the solution solutions to the problems, how do we go forward from where we are? In line with what you studied, and in line with where we are so what are solutions in those lines
2: or steps (laughs) for solutions
0: is a big word okay I think that's too much pressure what are steps we can take from here where we are right now um so I think number one
1: is just like information and awareness I think because my channel is women that's are pregnant or intend to be pregnant so the kind of information they have um towards like prenatal care immunizations postnatal care like postpartum care everything even involving like early childhood like what is what to check for in like early childhood in your children Mm -hmm. like the kind of resources you should reach out you should have access to like your checkups for instance and like um food and just exercise and just things regarding your health in that stage of your life many women in nigeria don't it's almost like i I would call it flippancy but it's almost like yes i'm just going to get pregnant and give birth Mm. with nothing just just like that there's nothing else they think they should do or watch out for and i so, think it's, like it's what, something what,
0: like, give us what should they be watching out for
1: so immediately like one of the biggest things like you should start taking is your um folic acid supplements okay okay well i have seen i have talked to many women that asked me that have had children that ask me what is that interesting and i'm just like wait how so you've gone through multiple pregnancies and you didn't take this or you didn't even know something was supposed to take from. Women don't even seek prenatal care.
0: Mm, yeah. And I think, yeah, you talked about and, prenatal yeah. care. Like, I know that it's mm-hmm. been a struggle, at least. My dad, in his hospital, like, they have a prenatal clinic. I think it's every Saturday. So they always try to get women to come. But I know that those a lot of people fall through the cracks who never get to go to things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, keep going. So, funny um, you enough. Know? I don't know if you knew this, but I interned at your dad's uh, clinic
0: mm-hmm. in oh.
1: 2014. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: In 2014. Tell us, tell and us, tell I, us. Like, yeah, so I got to see how, um, just the discussions they were having with a lot of, um, pregnant women. Yeah. I, like, I, work with your dad sometimes mm-hmm. and also the other dr uncle yes so yes, even in the convers- exactly the conversations they had with these women there was just a huge lack of knowledge of what came what comes with pregnancy even what comes with child rearing or just like in the early stages what they should be doing mm-hmm. the kind of care they should seek like how they should deal with um, disease, just I don't know diseases or illnesses. You know, yes. when you first get some children they fall sick. Some you don't know how to deal with it. Like there was one I witnessed that honestly broke my heart because unfortunately the child didn't make it. Wow. But their response to the child having um, um, I think it's called tongue tie, but I don't know what the scientific name is. It's okay. when frenulum of tongue gets almost stuck.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So the easy solution for that is honestly to just wait for it to pass
0: mm-hmm.
1: but if you go to a it's, just, it's something that you can have access to online or if you were going for um I don't know checkups or actually you could just call your doctor or something or ask yes. something you could find out but the immediate response was to run to a chemist uh-huh. and I think the person there cuts the premium which led uh-huh. to a mask yeah massive bleed yeah and the child didn't like it's something as simple as that
0: yeah for those who don't know like that is like it's basically like taking a, a scissors and cutting like a blood vessel and basically exactly basically like where your heart um your heart feeds the vessels it's like cutting a flow of blood directly so it's like something major so a lot of blood oozes out and doesn't end well most times so
1: yeah so just things like that, like I watched a happen, and I remember like your dad saying that these are some things they see regularly, just preventable things like this, right. as because people don't know, they don't know like this is not like how to approach these kinds of things, right. because they don't have like there's not this, the like um, it's not spirit but like the idea of oh let me call my doctor to check first. Or just even like what to feed my children? You know how the recommend, like WHO recommendation? I know like mm-hmm. in cultural settings in African countries we do things a bit differently. Like you want to give your child pap and all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but should that should, should prob that should start past the six month mark.
0: Okay. Because
1: you okay. should be exclusive breastfeeding from for With the first at least. Yes. But. Yes. There's someone that came in that didn't know that, and they were already giving their babies pap
0: <laughs>
1: from like the first month, which I and they said no one told them that they were not supposed to do that, so they've just been doing it. Uh-huh. And they're just like small things
0: like that yeah, affects that quality of life. Yeah, is the term they okay. use most times when, when you talk about breastfeeding for the first six months is baby friendly. So, like, your doctor might ask you, Are you baby friendly? Meaning that mm-hmm. have you been breastfeeding? Um, exclusively for the past blah 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 amount of time. Okay, right on.
1: Yeah, so just things like that, and I think just encouraging women. To be honest, I'm not saying like, one of the things I've learned, or I've learned the hard way, rather, is some of the things they teach you, like as solutions,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for to different health issues. If it has to be culturally competent, which mm-hmm. means it has to apply to the community, and even, like, even the physical environment of where, you, of where you're trying to implement these this solutions. So like mm-hmm. in Nigeria, other things that will not work because just the sentiment towards it, mm-hmm. they will not change their minds. Mm-hmm. So you have to approach it from a, like from the point of view of the community. You have to sit down. You have to get the community involved actually talk to them and ask them like how would they like what is stopping them from from adopting a better health practice you yeah. have to check in the community and see what to work yeah. and i think that's one of the things like to do is to make culturally competent solutions because some things that might work for um the here people might not work for other people yeah. it, i feel like it would be different you have to check the community and i don't think there is enough effort being put into that okay. in just there's always just blanket solution
0: so if everybody's there's, if there's a, someone sitting on their couch right now or possibly in their car or with headphones lying down sitting down and they're listening to you speak right now so what would you How how can they help make this more culturally relevant
1: um Let me think about that. How can they help make this more culturally relevant?
0: Basically, what can they do? Like from where they are, how can they help this movement?
1: Um, I think one is to be open, to be open to more information, okay, or just a different way of doing things. Because just talking to some people, I think there's a lot of, um resistance, I think, to changing like, the way of doing something, even if it's not been successful, just being able to adopt something different, okay. especially if what you're doing isn't necessarily giving you the best results.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: okay. And also um, in terms of community engagement, I think there's, I don't think there's like a cohesive, drive for a better quality of life in terms of health for most communities. The focus is on I think very different things. Like um so I've seen some people do um land basically like how to allocate land in the community. Meanwhile some people don't even have some like members of community are dying from preventable diseases. I don't think some of the meetings or uh, some things I've seen people talk about on the news. I don't see anybody, like community leaders, I think people need to hold their community leaders accountable mm-hmm. yeah. for their quality of life. It's something that I think people don't do enough. You should hold your community leaders, your youth leaders, hold them accountable. And I think people need to demand. So I've heard some, many people complain about like the health situation or just the overall quality of life in the community. But no one holds their leaders accountable. And I think it's something we need to start doing. Yes. Because these leaders, they get allocations from the government, they get funding for many of these projects, but they just never do them because nobody nobody questions them. Mm. Nobody asks them for accountability. And I think it's something people can do for themselves and for their communities. Yes.
0: Yes. And we proposed a question we talked a bit before, um, some time ago. And we, we we've been wondering how how do we get people to like let's say those who don't say that COVID nineteen is real. So I'm gonna propose it. pose rather pose this question to you wherever you're listening to this. So if you have people around you who say things like, oh, COVID-19 doesn't exist, or, oh, health is not a problem, or mental health is not a problem, or maternal health for pregnancies are not problems, ask them this question. Like, what would make you change your mind? And let's see what they say. Because this whole idea about bringing about cultural relevance is that we need to hold people in authority accountable. Also, we need to get those people who are not listening to us we need to get their own side of the thing of the conversation hear why they deny such existences hear why they they refuse to try the new techniques and the new treatment lines hear why they don't know what folic acid is for pregnancies just ask questions to them and let's see how we can start slowly but surely let's start a change let's start building up a change so where can people, whoever wants to um, basically connect with you, where can they connect with you? Um,
1: okay. So I have an Instagram account. Okay. It's um, at o o h underscore z Okay. Actually, no, that is my Snapchat. So my Snapchat is at o O-H underscore S-H-O-W-Z-Y. Okay. And then my Instagram is at Shozek. K. S-H-O-Z-E-K, no space. I know you might see it and think it's Shosek, but I'm telling you now it's
0: Shosek K. K, okay. So we're going to put that in the descriptions below. So any last thoughts, any ideas, anything you want to run by the audience before we leave today? Um... I think the one thing I want to do is encourage people
1: to invest in their communities. Mm. Um, I think like as much as we can say change needs to be done, if the members of the community who I feel know better are not invested in enriching their communities, or just seeing change. It's going to be very difficult for that to happen. So I honestly think in the next two generations, the Nigeria we see now can be very different. Mm. But Mm. that means people have to honestly work very hard towards it. I want to encourage everybody to do that, especially in that generation.
0: So how do you Um, encourage us to invest in our communities?
1: um, I think aside from holding your... Um, the leaders in your community are accountable and demanding for things which you do have the right to demand for as members of those communities. I think also um personal efforts like I have some friends that have started initiatives to do with different kinds of things like access to food in some communities um donating clean up um uh after school programs so just like doing personal things like that to can bring a lot of change in your community so that's one thing you can do and also just um keeping in mind that change happens slowly but surely yes. Yes. and just like everybody putting in like their mind towards that because nigeria that we can be honestly is it's an amazing thing when i think about it so i just want everybody
0: to be encouraged okay so the conversation doesn't stop here after this please message me on instagram at itseoba it's going to be in the descriptions below message oshoze at oshose k is that it am i right
1: <laughs> k. Yeah. K.
0: yeah so the description is going yes, to be below yeah so please This conversation shouldn't end here. What we can do as individuals, as communities. And one last call to action for this episode. You see that biscuit wrapper in your hand that... Yeah, I'm talking to you right there. Yeah, the one that you threw on the floor while you're walking. Or the one that you just saw like your brother or sister or your aunt or uncle just throw out of the car while they're going somewhere. Stop it. Um, Please... Just take take a second to realize that I know people say this thing that, oh, yes, I'm not the one that causes all the problems with cleanliness in the country and blah, blah, blah. But still, like, you contributed that one rapper or your silence contributed that one rapper somewhere. You're responsible for at least one somewhere around town. So the next time you see that happening around you, please just try and tell them, like, okay, keep it in the car. To the trash bin yes i know it doesn't really change much and you might be rolling your eyes right now but hey it's it's the start it's where to start from so thank you Oshoze very much for being on the podcast and we are really grateful for your insight into everything that you have shared with us today <laughs> folks so that's the end of this episode and we hope to see you next week tune in for more wonderful content and check out our affiliate podcast the 101 podcast was launched a few weeks ago and the common sense and nonsense podcast was also launched so those are two affiliates that we have that are excellent resources for you so thank you again and have a wonderful week